This episode is brought to you by Momentum. You may have heard that SurveyMonkey's parent company recently rebranded as Momentive, a leader in agile insights and experience management. The Momentive AI-powered insights platform is built for the pace of modern business so you can deeply understand your market, elevate your brand, and build winning products faster. Momentive offers 22 purpose-built market research solutions that incorporate an AI engine, built-in expertise, sophisticated methodologies, and an integrated global panel of over 144 million people to deliver meaningful insights in hours, not months. Momentive also has a team of market research consultants that can take on anything from research design to custom reporting as needed. So you can spend more time shaping what's next for your organization. To learn more, visit Momentive.ai. That's M-O-M-E-N-T-I-V-E dot A-I. From SampleCon 2021 in Los Angeles, California, it's the Happy Market Research Podcast, and I'm Jamin Brazil. And I'm Chu Yi Ying. This was recorded on-site at SampleCon 2021. For those that don't know, SampleCon was started in 2013 with the goal of creating an open forum for discussion of topics in the sample industry. This was the first post-COVID in-person event done in the market research industry, at least to my knowledge. We did on-site interviews, like we used to do prior to COVID, and we asked everyone a number of questions. The first one was always, what do you think about the show? Now, I've asked this question over a hundred times at events around the world, across many different organizations, some even outside of our space. Normal responses are around meeting prospective customers or excitement around insights that they gleaned from a keynote. But here is something that we did not expect. Check this out. The first person you're going to hear from is Adam Jolie, EVP and General Manager of the Americas at Paradigm Sample. It's been nice. It's so weird not just like, uh, you see people's faces and I just expect like their little name down in the corner just drifting, you know, the little zoom, like how it is. Yeah. And so it's so nice to see people and like read mannerism. I mean, like everything is it's just amazing. Yeah. I've got a few more excerpts for you. This is Danielle Bluegrind, Senior Consumer Insights Manager at Roku. People that I have been talking to over Zoom for a year and a half that I'm actually seeing face to face has been wonderful. Like. I think I appreciate it more than I would have just any other conference if we hadn't had that gap where we didn't have face-to-face -face with people. Don Golden, CEO of Precision Sample. Yeah, the show's great. It's, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen everybody. You know, uh, everybody calls this SampleCon. I call it Sample Reunion because oh, yeah. I'm running into folks that I've been working with for 10, 15 plus years. So it's a lot of old faces, but some new faces as well. And, you know, I think it's just... It's just be great to be back in person. Everybody's so tired of the Zooms and all that. So. And here's someone who you probably don't know, but has absolutely had a huge impact on our entire industry. Howard Feinberg, Senior VP of Advocacy at the Insights Association. It's kind of cool. I've been very excited to be here and to just talk to people in person. And uh, I've had a lot of fun. And here is Jonathan Kurtzner, EVP of the Americas at Scent. Oh, it's been a great show. So I joined, as I said, you know, last year in the middle of the pandemic. So this has been a great opportunity for me to 
not only meet people at Scent, which has been the first time meeting in person, but also a bunch of people that I've you know talked to on Zoom and emailed with and put some names with some faces. So really enjoyed it. And finally, Mario Carosco, co-founder and principal of Think Now. It's amazing. I mean, it's great to be around people. I was super anxious, to be honest. Coming in, I'm somewhat of an introvert by nature, but the pandemic has made me appreciate these in-person experiences more. So I'm, I'm soaking it in. That's nice. We interviewed many others at the show. Some of their voices you'll hear on today's episode. The theme was clear. We miss being in person. There's actually no way for us to know the full impact that isolation has had on us as individuals, as companies, and as an industry. But we can get a sense of it from the expressions of gratitude and thankfulness that were woven into the conversations at SampleCon. Of course, SampleCon itself is kind of a weird event. It was started by Lucid's co-founder and CEO and good friend of mine, Patrick Comer. In 2018, Patrick handed SampleCon over to a board of directors, now chaired by Seema Vasa, who is the CEO of Paradigm Sample. Here's Patrick on what that transition was like and what it's like walking the show floor, not having the ownership stamp. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's wild to see it so energetic and passionate after you're out of the situation, right? And I remember telling Rachel early on that we'll know SampleCon is successful when I'm no longer involved. And to see such a strong board, to see such strong and passionate sponsors, and to really see the entire industry all together here is worth that risk. Because you can imagine how they get, you're like, is that really the right choice? Are you supposed to let go? Are you supposed to let everyone else run the baby? And the desire was that it would be a neutral ground, territory for all, that we could have a real conversation. And sometimes you have to realize the only way to make that happen is to get out. And so what's also incredible is that Rachel and the board have taken it to a, a level that we never would have. It was just lucid. So I didn't understand that it would expand even far greater than I ever imagined by letting it go. Lucid was centrally responsible for scaling the sample marketplace concept. Scent was the OG or the original sample marketplace, but Lucid carried that vision forward with an API-first vision that directly wired sample into the tools consumer insights professionals, like myself, use every day. This removed the friction from the sample procurement process. Today, sample integrations exist in almost every tool and every company and is considered to be commonplace. And there's many other companies that offer similar uh, marketplaces. Today, sample integration in tools and companies are commonplace. As new sources of sample continue to emerge, many of them turn to these marketplaces in the same way product companies use Amazon. But there are a number of issues and opportunities that emerged from our interviews at SampleCon. Well, let's start with the challenges. Today, there are two material issues the sample industry is facing. One, demand is outstripping supply, and two, fraud is a growing problem. Here is Andrew Albany, CEO of AdBloom, a new school sample company that sources via social media and other unique niche private communities. And I'm, I'm trying to sell recruitment to everybody I can talk to, but um, understanding, you know, 
how people look at fraud and how people look at quality because these are things that we really care about as well. Um, we thought early on that we would be able to deliver a higher quality respondent than what's out there today. And I think, you know, in some cases we've been proven right and some, you know, we're not always right, but, you know, understanding those challenges that our clients are facing and that this isn't like just an idea that we had, that there's a fraud issue or that there's a quality issue and that it's really real has helped probably sort of drive that back home for us and, and, you know, give us a good feel for what we're doing. Thankfully, sample providers, software tools, agencies, and brands have a variety of solutions that they can turn to to help ensure that bad actors are caught and prevented from polluting their data. Here's Timothy McCarthy, General Manager at Imperium. So COVID was interesting for me because I, uh, I started working as a GM at Imperium starting March of last year. So. I came on board, shelter in place happened, and I was like, all right, I had all these plans to get our teams together and, and meet up. So it was a lot of Zoom meetings and phone calls and, and you know a lot of that over the last couple of years. We focus in fraud prevention and data quality services. So we, we saw a lot of spikes in, in fraud, right? So it was, it was kind of hitting the ground running right there and trying to figure out, okay, how, are we, how is fraud getting ahead of us? How can we catch up to it, right? And everyone in the industry saw that spike. Right, so it hit us pretty quickly and pretty hard, and we were we were ready to take it on. We've made a lot of improvements, so uh, it's been a fun year and a half. But I'm really excited because I honestly this is this is the first time meeting my sales guys face to face at this conference because I had them come out. But fraud is on the rise, and we'll likely see another uptick in next year's election cycle. Here is Vignesh Christian, founder and CEO of Research Defender, a fraud prevention software provider. Uh, yes, and I would specifically put it around the election cycle. That's when there was a noticeable spike, right? Generally, yes, there has been increase because, as you know, demand has been outstripping supply. In fact, I think they're talking about that right now. And um, as such, when you have more demand than supply, the people who are there for nefarious purposes are going to take much more of the demand than an average person. Yeah, because the average yeah. person doesn't scale. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas, but whereas fraud does scale does based scale. on demand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the model to scale. So generally speaking, yes, it has been going up. I would say the spike was in October, November during the election. I would say that's the highest peak. It did come down, by the way, between November and, and the rest. But if you look at it over a linear scale, you would still see it going up and up. And, you know, at some point, obviously, when it peaks to 15, 20, you, obviously, it's, it's pretty worrying. So, yes, it has been going up. Let's switch gears. Demand is growing, and that is a really, really good thing. We are experiencing a sample supply shortage. Daily, clients are trying to get feedback from niche audiences. A recent example are dentists in Ohio who are women that uses Muslim dating apps weekly. These niche audiences are extremely valuable because they can help marketers refine their messaging with laser pinpoint accuracy. The need for niche audiences is not going to decrease. In fact, it is going to increase, and we are seeing that as an industry. It's going to increase greatly. Why? Because everyone has seen the data. Companies that use consumer data to make decisions outperform those that don't by a 3x. In Watermark's analysis of the S&P 500, they found that companies that leverage consumer experience outperform the broader market generating a total return that is 45 points higher than the S&P 500 index. Meanwhile, Consumer Insights laggards trail far behind, posting a total return that is 76 points lower 
than that of the broader market. So for brands, the question isn't, should we use research or not to make decisions? The question is, do you want to be in business or not? This is one big reason why we will continue to see growth in ResTech as brands push research tools across the organization. Here's Roddy Knowles, VP of Product and Research and Innovation at Feedback Loop. So we're an agile research platform for rapid consumer feedback. Um, sort of un unpack that a little bit. You know, agile research is something that everybody's been talking about over the last couple of years, maybe a bit of a buzzword, but that's what we've been doing really from the onset is focusing on doing research in an agile way to support teams that work in an agile way. So one of the things that differentiates us is we work with a lot of non-researchers really geared towards doing, you know, towards providing a platform for non-researchers to use. It has guardrails in so they can conduct research safely, get fast, easy, reliable data. Work with research teams too to allow them to force multiply what they're doing to support you know teams that need to move fast product teams marketing teams teams like that so yeah that's pretty much what we're up to in a nutshell there are a number of things that are really exciting for me in our industry right now that were all underscored and highlighted at SampleCon. first we are seeing a huge influx of tools these tools are literally racing for their lives to make gathering consumer insights super easy the end result will be a massive value to professional and novice researchers because we can spend more time on the research and less time on the operations. Second, COVID has accelerated our adoption of digital qualitative research. For Quant, the internet did this over a 10-year period from 2000 to 2010. COVID did this in Qual in a single day. As soon as shelter-in-place became a mandate, marketers had to figure out how to connect with their customers. Here's Ted Pulsifer, Executive Vice President of Enterprise Solutions at Schlesinger. Yeah, it's interesting. So we sold our business to Schlesinger and, and uh, actually finalized that in February of 2020. So we, I kind of felt like the last person to get a table at their favorite restaurant, if you will. And we yeah. just kind of walked into that and then, of course, didn't see anything coming. So, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the plans and everything that we had to collaborate with our qualitative business and our quantitative business sort of got put on hold, the in-person work. But a couple of advantages that we had is a lot of clients uh, in our business that do traditionally in-person qualitative work that were interested in doing digital qual, but uh, maybe I'll try it later. They were all sort of forced to do it immediately if they wanted to hear from their customers. And we also saw the cadence, the need to hear from customers evolve from maybe quarterly to monthly, and in some cases daily. We ran a ton of surveys around COVID and started doing a lot of qualitative events on change of purchase habits, everything, parenting, across the board. So we actually saw it as, as somewhat of a business accelerator. Generally, we are a slow moving industry, but the world is changing. I don't know how long this particular phase of rapid evolution will last, but one thing is for sure, the relationships we establish will transcend the chaos. And it is through deep partnership with your customers and your staff that you will ensure you will weather the changes to come. To that end, stay connected. Attend conferences in your own time. I just can't recommend that highly enough, one introvert to another. And there's always our Tuesday virtual lunch, which happens every Tuesday, 11 to 11.30 Pacific time. This is an action-packed 30 minutes. During the first 10 minutes, you'll hear from a guest speaker. After that, we'll move into the breakout rooms where you'll have an opportunity to meet others and discuss a specific topic that is proposed by our speaker. If you'd like an invitation, I hope you'll drop me a DM on LinkedIn or feel free to send me an email. This episode of your program was produced by me, Chu Yi Yang, and Jamin Brazil. 
Financial support for this program is from Momentive, which is previously known as Serving Monkey.